Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your snackable daily podcast for your pop culture fix. I'm Kelly McCarran, joining your ears again this Wednesday. I'm also the host of the beauty podcast here at Mamma Mia. And I'm Key Reese. I work at Social Squad, <laughs> Mamma Mia's in-house social media agency. And Kelly, this is so exciting. We're obviously real friends IRL. And so we've never done this before together. So exciting because we've literally dreamt about this day for years. Oh, I love it. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. On the show today, Too Hot to Handle and Tiger King have been two standout reality TV shows of 2020. So what connects the two? Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. And Chloe Kardashian has had the world commenting on her looks for her whole life. So in 2020, why can't people just stop? I said who wants to be a millionaire? Guess what? Not a lot of black folks on the show. Right. (laughs) Not a lot of black folks on the show. Know why? Because black folks don't like to answer questions. But to kick off the show today, yesterday a clip of The Tonight Show host Jimmy Fallon resurfaced on Twitter with the hashtag Jimmy Fallon is over party. So the clip was actually from 2000 and it was an episode of Saturday Night Live and it shows Jimmy impersonating comedian Chris Rock, who is black, and unfortunately Jimmy was in full blackface. So that hashtag, it's quickly gained a lot of traction with people expressing how disappointed they are and how racist it is. But others were also quick to point out the internet's unhealthy obsession with cancel culture, particularly during ISO. What did you think, Kel? I could not agree more with the half of the debate that is all of these people just jumping on this cancel culture. It does not make... I just think that it... People get so outraged by things, and I completely agree that this is disgusting and it's horrible, but I do think that we need to remember that it was 20 years ago. He's already apologized many years ago when this first came out, and just like I just think that you can't be, you literally can't be famous anymore because no matter who you are or what like where you come from, there is definitely something that someone could dredge up from 10, 20, 30 years ago that you did that is offensive today. And I'm so glad that we live in a world where things like that are not okay because obviously it is racist, but we need to give some sort of a benefit of the doubt to someone for something that they did 20 years ago when we didn't know what we know today. And also, why is the only person that does get blamed for this sort of thing Jimmy Fallon? What about the writers? What about the producers? What about the makeup artist that did the dark makeup all over him? I just think that cancel culture is no one's allowed to make a mistake ever in their entire life, basically, which is absolutely ridiculous because as if you haven't made a mistake before. A hundred percent. Like, I really agree with this. So obviously it's wrong. When I watched it, I got 
a sick feeling in my stomach. It hits me in a way that I just feel really uncomfortable. But it also isn't the first time I've seen this. So this resurfaced a few years ago. Um, and people, I think, are just bored in isolation looking for new people to cancel and have just hopped on this bandwagon. And I agree, it was 20 years ago. We have to consider the time and the context of what was available or what was, sorry, not was available, what was acceptable during that time on a large scale. And you're right, are people not allowed to make mistakes? I think we can agree that Jimmy Fallon of anyone is not racist. He does a lot of work in African-American community. He is friends with a lot of different people and he has actually learned from his mistake. So he went on to do the same sketch 17 years later in 2017 at the Golden Globes, which he hosted. He did the same sketch impersonating Chris Rock without blackface on. So I think that this is such a good example of the fact that 20 years ago he did the same sketch, realized what was wrong with it, brought it back because it was still funny. Like his impersonation is uncanny. He does the mannerisms, his voice. It's so good. But he learned from it. And then when he did it the next time, he was like, okay, I'm going to leave that bit out because it's not appropriate. I've learned from it and we can all move on. And with like one of the common things that's trending on Twitter with all this pylon is that people were talking. So the first time that this was um, like shared was in 2018 because everyone's like the NBC fired Megyn Kelly for mentioning blackface and uh, defending some blackface Halloween costumes. Yet Jimmy Fallon performed on NBC in blackface and they're basically just turning it into this sexist thing. But it's like, no, that is absolutely not the same thing. 2018 versus 2000 is complete like that's a completely different time and just the people are just reaching at this point I think Oh, I think so as well. And he has come out today and released a full statement, which read, in 2000, while on SNL, I made a terrible decision to do impersonation of Chris Rock while in blackface. There is no excuse for this. I'm very sorry for making this unquestionably offensive decision and thank all of you for holding me accountable. He's been held accountable. He's apologised. There will be no cancelling. This topic also actually made us discuss off air, like Key and I's relationship. So Key, why don't you explain your background, which will give it a bit of context, just in case anyone wasn't aware. Okay. So if you haven't seen a picture of me, you wouldn't know that I am a gorgeous mixed race person. Yeah, you are. My dad is (laughs) African-American. Yeah, girl. My dad's African-American and my mom is white Australian. I always feel really bad saying like, my mum's white Australian. I feel like she doesn't get the cred. Like I'm like African American. And then I'm just like white Australian, (laughs) but I'm proud of both. (laughs) But it's quite funny. I think in our relationship, I've kind of kept you, I think, out of being cancelled. 100%. We were literally (laughs) laughing about this a couple of weeks ago because I messaged Key. I always message her if I have a question about if I'm allowed to say something or wear something or, oh, I think it was just that I said, um, am I allowed to say beautiful chocolate man and she was like oh yeah you can say that and then I was like imagine if I didn't have you and she said she's like you would have been cancelled (laughs) a hundred percent sometimes I'm very white I'm very sheltered and I sometimes you need to it's good to have a person that you can ask the question but at least I I mean I'm going to give myself the benefit of the doubt at least I don't just assume and I do ask to check because I would never think or say anything trying to be malicious or you know not pc offensive but it's yeah. just that sometimes i'm unsure so i do like to have my my little key to check in with 
And that's the thing. I think to Jimmy Fallon's credit, like he's on a show, he has a hundred people on set around him that are telling him that this is okay. He thinks it's okay. So if you don't have someone there telling you that it isn't okay, like me, then you can run into a little bit of trouble. In summary, if I'm ever cancelled, cancel Key Reese because she would have told me to do it. <laughs> Okay, so while Laura's away, I will play. And any chance I get to talk about reality TV, I'm going to take it. I've got three days left. So this year, Too Hot to Handle and Tiger King were undoubtedly the biggest reality shows to come out. And yes, I binge watched them all. And I know you did too, Kelly. So you can you were so proud of me. My surprise. I know I was so proud of you. Usually, I am not a reality TV gal, but. When Kiri says that I really need to binge something and it's only eight episodes, I got on board. I loved all of the commentary as well because you were like two weeks behind everyone else and I was like, yes, finally. (laughs) You can imagine my surprise and delight this week when we discovered something that links those two very questionable and entertaining shows together and it is 100% the Netflix crossover that we never could have imagined. So on the weekend, Too Hot to Handle's Bryce, so he's the, I can't tell if you're rich, I can't tell if you're poor, he lives on a boat. He celebrated his 30th birthday on his iconic Which I really rudely off air, but like surely someone else agrees. I was like, he's only 30? (laughs) I know, I know. He does look quite weathered. I think it's because he lives on a boat. He's always in the sun, right? And enjoys partying just a little bit too much, which no judgment there can relate. Yeah, but I was so confused about this, right? Because it's isolation, but the celebration went across two days, which I'm like, you live in America. It seems pretty dire there, but anyway, let's move on. So the guest list included the very sexy but questionable Harry, who I love. It's very subjective. I do not find him sexy at all, but continue. (laughs) As well as, this is the weirdest thing ever, Joe Exotic's current husband, Dylan Passage. How? I know. Okay, when I saw this online, I was like, what? How is this even working? So it turns out they've crossed paths, thanks to Harry, and also Francesca. So Harry and Francesca obviously shared the same management and they shared the same management with Dylan. So Dylan and Bryce were introduced from Harry and then that was kind of it. The rest is history. They're all brosifs. I found this hilarious and it did make us think about, we were then chatting off air about like weird celebrity friendships that you just wouldn't have picked. Who were some of the weirdest that you could think of, Kiris? Oh, I think the one that everyone always talks about and I think is quite famous now and they've kind of leveraged it to their credit, which I really like, is Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. <laughs> like the two polar opposites. She is like, you know, this cool, like well-to-do yeah. white white woman who went to a fancy prison, which isn't, it's like rich people prison. And then you've got Snoop Dogg, who is a rapper, a marijuana enthusiast who come to get, who've come together and they actually had a very successful show called Snoop's Potluck Dinner Party and it started in 2016 and aired for two seasons but they've continued to be really great friends only the other day I um, caught a glimpse of her uh, making fun of him on Instagram so they're probably my standout oh, did you have that. one well <laughs> I was having a look I found some funny like Ed Sheeran and Courtney Cox how how does the friend oh my star God, yes. become friends? I actually with, know this. The kiss me. I, actually I just, I was very confused by that friendship, but also adorable. 
And Vince Vaughn and Robert Patterson. What the? That is weird. What the actual? Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. How? Apparently Jonah Hill went to him for fitness and weight loss advice. Oh, my God. Well, I guess if you're going to go to anyone. You go to Brad Pitt, I'd probably go to Brad Pitt too. Maybe he could give me a different kind of workout. Anyway, so (laughs) the other one I really liked was Chris Jenner and Jennifer Lawrence. Obviously, Jennifer Lawrence is a massive Kardashians fan. She has always stayed for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she famously went over to Chris's house and they got so drunk on wine and it was probably the funniest, I think, 24 hours um, of stories that I've ever seen from celebs. They were just like rolling around in fur on Chris Jenner's bed, drinking wine and like taking photos. Oh, my God, I actually love that. That sounds like my perfect tonight in. But with you, Kiwi, not for those two. Of course, honey. (laughs) Well, I have to put my Laura Brodnick hat on here, obviously, because um, she's not here and she'll kill me if I don't. So I have to call it. This Dylan, this Harry friendship, it has to be a strategic partnership, right? A a bit of a show bromance, if you will. A little bit of a, hey, the um, managers have come in and been like, you guys should try to like lift each other's cred and lift each other's profiles by being pals. Go to his birthday and then, well, and then Harry would have been like, oh, come to my friend's birthday. He's pretending it's his 30th, even though it's his 40th. Yeah, because I think even the thing about the two, like the TV shows were so different. Like this Dylan guy is like a redneck, big cat loving guy. And then Harry is like this Australian guy who's Idiot. an influencer. Yeah. Like, and like, they're two pol- like my, my hubby. So like, what would they even have in common? It's obvious that it is very strategic and yeah, it's smart on their part. I think leveraging any kind of big following and getting that crossover. It's a bit like those, um, those houses that the TikTok people have that we've spoken about before the content houses. It's like that, but IRL. Well, actually, I don't necessarily believe that it's 100% because of their management because sometimes, like, I don't have much in common with a a redneck tiger enthusiast, but you know what? I'd probably be able to have a pretty damn good yarn to someone after a couple of brewskis. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. No, get older, Chloe. The older Chloe, Chloe was a fucking starting left tackle for the Colorado Buffaloes. She was so big, dude. Look at that. Think how far science and medicine has advanced. But I got to be honest that. with you. The new version of her does not look like that. Doesn't look like a human, bro. Brendan, yeah. does that look like a human being? Looks like a human odd have sexual relationships. No, but it doesn't. Look at the eyes. Look very closely at the eyes. Khloe Kardashian has grown up in the spotlight as part of one of the world's most famous families. And unfortunately, she's had to deal with years and years of people all over the world judging her for how she looks. So she's the type of celebrity that no matter what she does, people love to give their opinions online. And on Saturday, it all started again because Coco chose to post some banging isolation selfies to Instagram and the response to these pictures has been insane. I have honestly never seen a celeb judged so quickly by so many people online. Yeah, definitely. Well, actually, what do you think was more internet breaking, these photos or the Adele pics from a few weeks ago? (gasps) 
Oh, I think the Adele. I think because it was Chloe's face, I think whenever it's a full body makeover, it gets people... more attention. But this was a very, yeah. these were very close face picks and they have definitely garnered a lot of quite horrible attention with people tweeting out some pretty horrific things. Like if Khloe Kardashian entered a Khloe Kardashian lookalike contest, I'm not even sure she'd be in the top 10. I wish Khloe Kardashian luck with her head transplant. Oh, that's people are vile. Like, I mean, some of them are kind of funny if you looked at it like not if it was about a, but these are about an actual person that will be reading this sort of thing. And I understand that when you are a public face and a celebrity, that you know that anything that you put out into the world is going to be judged and it's going to have a lot of social commentary around it. But my God, can we leave this girl alone with commentary on every single physical thing about her yeah and I will say <laughs> this is a little bit off topic but honestly I feel like that guy who famously sat under and I'm sitting under a sheet right now so it's even funnier but was like leave Britney alone I'm like leave Chloe alone she has been through so much of all the Kardashian sisters she's like the coolest one and she's been through a shit ton of really crappy things I'm like if she wants to look how she looks can we not just give like, her that but the articles I know and the articles I've seen is like plastic surgeon on what Chloe really did to her face and leading cosmetic surgeon I'm, confirms oh my procedures God. i'm like can we not speculate on like what she has because i said done? to can we Key, not just- i was like oh my god it's not even plastic surgery like it's probably a little bit of filler or a little bit of something something here and there but 100 the first thing i thought when i saw that was oh she's got a filter on her face like and then i proved before we did this so we're going to post it on socials that i can make anyone look like that photo with just less than a minute, less than a minute and a few apps and I'll have you looking just as sparkly and snatched as that photo. And we can comment on it all we like, but it's her Instagram account. If she wants to post a face-tuned, filtered version of herself, that is fine. Most people do to some extent, but we need to recognize that for what it is. I don't think anyone should surely, if you're in your right mind, you don't look at that photo and think that's what she actually looks like. That's obviously... Filtered. Half of her necklace is missing in one of the photos. Yeah, I know. It's really strange with this one, right? Because I know that there was a lot of talk a couple months ago about the fact that she got a nose job. So pretty soon after she got the nose job, she did a video um, on Vogue.com about her um, beauty routine. And she kind of alluded to the fact that people were talking about it saying, yeah, I really um, kind of like over contour my nose and sometimes it can look a little crazy and everyone was like that was her trying to say that like I got a nose job but I didn't I disagree I do think that you can contour your nose to look snatched AF so many people say that about me that they think that I look like I've got a smaller nose I mean sometimes I do pinch it a little bit because I absolutely hate my snout but in real life oh I can snatch it down to a fraction of its actual size with some little trickaloons of the bronzer. Yeah, 100%. And it's so strange to me that that's the first time. So in our conversation this morning talking about this, that is the first time someone has had ever brought up the fact that it was a filter. I just looked at it and went like, she's banging, wish I could look like that. I'm in isolation, going to swipe away because I don't need that pressure. But when you brought up the fact that it was filters, like I went back and looked and I'm like, yeah, you can. You can see like her arm looks a different shape in some of the pictures. Like why is no one just saying like, hey, it's a filter? Everyone's like, she's had so much plastic surgery. Which is also fine. Like, it's fine that it's a filter. I mean, oh, to be on. honest, like the last time I obviously am not Khloe Kardashian, but the last time I posted a photo like that, I was like, guys, this is a filter. But damn, don't I look good? 
I'm so bad at using Facetune. So there was like a hot minute where I thought that I needed to filter my pictures. No I've just worked out my angles now, which is like, far yeah, easier. Needs but to. it is it's just like a little bit it's fun an art. sometimes. And I'm going to create. I'm going to turn Key and I into the Coco filtered version for socials <gasps> this afternoon and I bet Key's going to love it sick. She's going to be posting on her own socials, to be fair. So will I, I have a couple requests. I want some cheekbones and I also want some gorgeous big eyes. Thank you. <laughs> done. Done and done. Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. I am not going to lie. Our Facebook group is going off. We had a bit of a virtual party in there last night. Well, I say that, but I was I was in there partying. And if you want to come and party with us in our Facebook group, head over to Facebook and search The Spill Podcast. We would love to have you there. The Spill is produced by Hannah Bowman. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye.